And so I remember I told Kevin, I said, Kevin, do you want to take this serious? And he was like, I mean, yeah. And I said, no, do you want to take this serious? Because I'm going to pray to God for this to reach millions of people and he's going to answer it. And Kevin stopped and he was like, he was like, yeah, I want to take this serious. And I said, all right, bro, I'm going to pray about it and God is going to answer it. And from there, we were making music, but it was really just for us. Like we would use it, you know, we had a boxing gym at the time, so we would use it to like, you know, influence the people that were coming in. Man, people were like, you need to release this music. Like we, we want to hear it. And so we started putting it out. Remember one day I was evangelizing. We was with my brothers and sisters in Christ. We were evangelizing, we were worshiping, praying. The spirit of God was just all over you know, where we was at a park. And I remember we was preaching to these young kids, praying for them, we put the song on. And I remember I go back to the tent and one of my brothers in Christ was like, man, your song is actually blowing up on TikTok. I didn't even have TikTok. He said there's millions of views and man, God just exalted it. Isaiah, well, it's great having you back on the channel, bro. Um, for people who don't know your love story with Jesus, who maybe haven't tuned into your first video, right, which is your salvation testimony and how you came to know and follow Jesus Christ. Can you just share your testimony with us in, in just a three-minute version? How did Jesus come into your life? Okay, so I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and from a young child, uh, my, my, father, my dad was incarcerated. He got locked up from a very young age. And so, you know, my mom cried out to God. She needed God, and he was there for us. And so I grew up in the church as a young kid. And grow up in, growing up in the church, I always had a relationship with the church, but never a relationship with God. Like I knew of God, but I didn't know him. And so, you know, I was living in sin. From as young as I could remember, I remember living in sin uh, with, the young, with the girls in the church. And then as I got older, it just got worse. It went from, you know, masturbating and pornography from a very young age, being addicted to that and you know then fornicating in relationships having sex with different women getting into different relationships and as i got older my sin got worse uh, once i was able to tell my mom i'm not going to church and she let me not go i stopped going to church completely turned my back on god and i just started seeking the world i thought the world had more to offer me than what god had to offer me man and so i started seeking um, i was pursuing different careers in sports basketball boxing Eventually, I started, I started smoking weed, and um, from there, I started uh, getting involved with gambling. Gambling, like, I was completely addicted to gambling. Completely, it was an everyday thing, and it took a toll on me mentally, it made me depressed, made me angry. Just started falling, falling in love with money, and so it was an everyday pursuit. And I started smoking more, I got addicted to smoking, and then I started selling drugs in the street. It was like my sin just kept getting worse and worse. And I just kept filling. I was trying to fill that void in my heart with sins. And, you know, I started smoking weed. Eventually got involved in the streets. And I just gave my whole life to the streets, man. I was doing whatever I had to do to get money, whether I was going into people's cars, selling weed in the casino, whatever I had to do to get money, I was doing that. And, man, that life just went. I was living the, the rapper lifestyle, you know, in the strip clubs, having money, you know, casinos, just a life full of sin. Eventually the weed stopped getting me high. I started popping pills. And man, that's when I knew my life was going down a, a bad path. And one day, it was February of 2019, I got into a car accident. And that car accident woke me up. I didn't change, but after that car accident, I started thinking like, what? would have happened if I would have died? 
where would I be right now? Is hell even real? Is God real? I started having these questions. And so like subconsciously, I was seeking after God. And I would be with my friends smoking, asking them, do you guys believe? And then I started smoking with my grandma. And glory to God that today she's saved. We both walking with the Lord. But I started smoking with my grandma who dealt with addiction her whole life. And we would be there. And I would be, you know, bagging up my work and smoking. And she would be talking to me about God. It was the first person that I could smoke with that would talk to me about God. And out of all the times that we hung out, I remember three words, and it was relationship with God. And from there, I said, wow, that's what I need. I just didn't know how to do it. And so I thought I was going to go and take a vacation. And my aunt ended up writing me saying, hey, come down to North Carolina. We got the new house. Come check it out. And I said, wow, you know what? I'm going to go down there. And God has set her free from her addictions. So I went down there. God made a way. I got there. I remember it was the first night in like two years that I was about to fall asleep. That I, that I had to go to sleep without smoking weed, without having sex, without drinking. And man, I was anxious. Like, I'm like, what does, what is about to happen? I didn't know. It was fear, all type of different emotions. And we prayed that night. And I prayed. I said, God, let me fall asleep without having to smoke. And he answered the prayer and I slept like a baby. And for me, like, that was a miracle. You know, for me, that was a miracle because before that, I couldn't sleep without smoking. Same night, the same thing. And then the next day we went to church and all the questions that I have for God, you know, the man was the man was preaching about a relationship with God. He was preaching about hell. He was preaching about, you know, a, a, a brother was giving his testimony of how God set him free. And I knew right there that that's what I needed. I remember being there in the presence of God and just crying. I didn't know. I just walked into church. I'm just at my seat and I just start crying. And that was a day that I gave my life to Jesus. Mm. And from there, like God has just been completely changing me and just working in my life. Isaiah, one thing we didn't talk about in the first video we recorded in your salvation testimony was uh, the part of your testimony where God comes in and uh, now is using you uh, to use music to share the gospel with people all over the world. I would love it if you told us a little bit about that. How did you get to this point where now you can use music to share uh, the gospel with people? Man, so I just want to take it all the way back to start off. I remember as a young kid with my little MP3, with the, little, with the headphones, I used to listen to Spanish music. But in my household, we don't speak Spanish, but I just love the Spanish music. I listen to my Spanish music, my you know, high school musical stuff, you know, as a young kid. And my older brother would bully me. He would say, bro, you weird, bro. Look at the music you listen to. Like, what, like you a weirdo. And he'll be in front of his friends making fun of me. And, you know, I wanted that relationship with him. So there was a point in time where I just stopped listening to music. I just was like, he would ask me, what type of music you listen to? And I'd be like, I don't listen to music. I don't like music because I didn't want to get bullied. And then I would get bullied again. Oh, you a weirdo. He'll be in front of his friends. This kid is weird. This kid, he don't listen to no music. He's a weirdo. Who does that? And, you know, I desired that relationship with my older brother because I didn't have a father figure in my life. So I tried to like the music he liked. He liked rap. So I tried to like it. I just really didn't like it. So I was still listening to my Spanish music on the side. And then I remember going to high school and I met my, my best friend now, Kevin. Uh, well, middle school. I met my best friend, Kevin, and he would listen to rap. Chief Keith and all these Chicago rappers. And, you know, I wanted that relationship with my brother. I also wanted my relationship with Kevin. So I just started getting involved with it and started listening to it. Then eventually I just started liking it. And so I just, my life was just now completely evolved around just drill music, talking about guns and violence and money and sex. 
So I started looking up to some of that as well, you know, getting involved in the streets, trying to be cool. I remember it was high school, in high school, my best friend, Kevin, was making a mixtape. He started getting involved in making music now. So he was making a mix mixtape with my other friend and they said, hey man, we want to get you, like, we want you to be on a song. Like, come, you know, write a, write a verse. I'm like, bro, I never wrote music in my life. Like, I'm, I was like, all right, though, I'll try. This is a crazy story. I remember writing a song. I'm trying to write. And one of the, ver I'm going to just say this line in the song because I have to. One of the lines, I said, me and my boys be popping them Zans, mask on in the vans. I, I'm just, I was just chatting at the time. Fast forward three years later, I actually almost lost my life popping Zans. So that just goes to show you the power of music and what you say. But anyway, I got in, I, we did that song. From there, I started making music more often. But it would just be to like have fun with my boys. We'll go there, we'll be smoking, we'll be in the studio making music. It was like just fun for us. It was like a hobby. It wasn't anything like that. Like never career. I was never really passionate about making music at all. That was never a, a desire, a goal, never. And so when I came to the Lord, you know, I had to stop listening to worldly music because it was affecting me. Literally, I remember one day, it was like my second, my first day, second day in the Lord, I remember I was jogging, you know, jogging, you know, because I was boxing at the time. And I remember I was listening to worship music and I felt good. And my boy had sent me a song, a worldly song. And I clicked it, I was listening to it. I was putting the song on and I was getting tired as I was running. And so I switched the song real quick back to the worship song. But I felt better when I was listening to the worship song. And I'm like, I want, I kept switching it because I'm like, I really don't want to listen to the worship song. I want to hear this, but it's actually affecting me. And so I had to get rid of the, the worldly music because it was affecting my walk with the Lord. I, I no longer was thinking that way. You know, God was purifying my mind. And so I remember looking for Christian rap artists and I, I, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find a good Christian rap artist. It was either the song sounded good, but the lyrics were off or the song sounded bad and the lyrics were good. I just couldn't find it. So me and my boy, when my boy Kevin came to the Lord, God saved him supernaturally. Uh, praise God for that. We will be in the car listening to putting on beats and just freestyling for the Lord. Uh, that was like our entertainment again, but now in Christ. Before we used to do it in the world, just having fun. Now we was doing it in Christ, having fun. But we would work out every day and we needed music to listen to. And so, man, one day we found a beat. Kev found the beat and he was like, yo, let's, you know, let's make a song to this. And I'm like, you serious? Like, we could really do it. We could take everything that the enemy has, you know, distorted. We could take it and use it for good. Like, all these raps and all these flows that the devil is using to, you know, pour lies into the kids. We can use it to pour truth into the kids. The enemy is using these songs to pervert the kids. We could use it to, you know, lead them to walk in purity. The enemy is using these songs to... Like, just destroy this generation, but we can use the music to lead people to Christ. So, man, we did that song. It was our first song, and it's crazy. To this day, we still haven't recorded that song. But from that day, we just kept writing music. So, before Christ, we go into the studio, and we having fun with it, you know, just smoking and stuff. But now we're in the studio making music for the Lord, praying and worshiping. And so I remember I told Kevin, I said, Kevin, do you want to take this serious? And he was like, I mean, yeah. And I said, no, I'm, do you want to take this serious? Because I'm going to pray to God for this to reach millions of people and he's going to answer it. And Kevin stopped and he was like, he was like, yeah, I want to take this serious. And I said, all right, bro, I'm going to pray about it and God is going to answer it.
And from there, we were making music, but it was really just for us. Like we would use it, you know, we had a boxing gym at the time, so we would use it to like, you know, influence the people that were coming in. And man, people were like, you need to release this music. Like we, we want to hear it. And so we started putting it out. Man, and I remember putting out my first song and just being so happy that there was like a hundred people that heard it. I'm like, wow, a hundred people just heard about Jesus. And then it was 500 and I'm like, wow, 500 people just heard about Jesus. Like, this is crazy. And then a thousand was like a million for us. We're like, wow, a thousand souls. Like, that, that was amazing for us because they were hearing about Jesus. Fast forward, we just kept putting out music. And I remember for a whole year and a half, we were making music, not for money. I mean, we didn't, we didn't make a dollar. Like we were putting in hundreds of dollars into these songs, studio sessions and videos, not a dollar. We did not make a dollar. And I was okay. I would go before the Lord and say, God, this is for your kingdom. I just want people to hear about Jesus. That's it. Like I remember where I was and where I am now. I just want them to hear about you, Lord. Remember one day I was evangelizing. We was with my brothers and sisters in Christ. We were evangelizing, we were worshiping, praying. The Spirit of God was just all over, you know, where we was at a park. And I remember we was preaching to these young kids, praying for them. We put the song on. You know, we were dancing in the Spirit. We just turning up for Jesus. And I remember I go back to the tent, and one of my brothers in Christ was like, man, your song is actually blowing up on TikTok. I didn't even have TikTok. He said, your song is blowing up on TikTok. He said, there's millions of views. And man, God just exalted it. And so what that showed me in a moment is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Like when you are focused on God's business and God's kingdom, he'll be focused on your business. And so he just exalted the music. And from there, I'm like, man, we're getting thousands of new followers every single day. And we're just preaching the gospel in the streets. Like that continued in the year later, I remember a whole year without making a dollar. And I have to testify about this because it's so powerful. Whole year without making a dollar and being okay with it. And then God started providing supernaturally. I mean, there were thousands of dollars waiting for us. The whole year we thought we weren't getting paid. We actually were and God, you know, was able to bless us through that. And from there, just so many testimonies of people just reaching out like, hey, we love what you're doing. People from all over the country sending us just thousands and hundreds of dollars because of the work that God is doing in our life. And so, yeah, that's my testimony with the music. And then I have to testify, testify about this because we just, re literally uh, yesterday, we released the album called Relationship With God. The three words that changed my life, God allowed me to put a project together speaking about my relationship with God and what that looks like and how to have a relationship with God. And man, the first day the album released, souls saved. People gave their life to Jesus. Like literally, I can remember the first day just doing it. Like, man, I just want people to hear about Jesus. Like, I know God is going to hear this prayer. And now people actually hearing about Jesus, giving their life to Jesus. My dad was so far from the Lord. Man, I, I was praying for him for years. And the Lord used my music to pour the gospel into his heart, to lead him to repentance. And he can tell you that himself. And then just all the thousands of testimonies of people like, wow, my family members are, are, are coming to the Lord. My family members are, you know, hearing about Jesus through your music. Thank you. And it's just like, wow, that's why we started this. And to see God exalted, it's just, it's powerful. Now, I want to take it back a little bit when, you know, when you told Kevin, 
hey, I'm going to pray about this, right? Um, do you remember what you heard from God when you went and, and prayed about this decision about going into music and, and sharing the gospel through uh, music? So, wow, it's so interesting you say that. I actually never thought about that. So when I told Kevin that and we prayed about it, God started just showing me. I've never met pro like producers in my life. I never just greeted somebody and say, man, say I'm a producer. After I prayed that, I mean, I met three producers back to back to back in person. Like, hey, I'm a producer. I make beats. And then I remember going to the being in the secret place and just reading the scriptures. And there was a scripture in Isaiah. I don't remember the reference, but he was saying, I'm doing a new thing. And in that moment, I'm like, I knew, like you're doing a new thing. Man, my heart was, I wanted to do boxing. I didn't want to do music. I never was passionate about it. I wanted to do boxing. You know, then I started training people. I wanted to train people. I was, I was interested in building that business. And so God was like, I'm doing a new thing. And I said, he said, do you not see it? The scripture says it, do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? And I said, I mean, I do see it, Lord. You're doing a new thing. And I said, wow. And so I just continued. I mean, I didn't understand because I never did music seriously, but he just started showing me like, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. Your music is very much focused on either directly sharing the gospel or talking about God almost in every line. Now, for some people that may be off-putting, right? Like, um, because normally, you know, some people may just sprinkle God here and there. Why is it so important for you to talk about God on every single line of your songs? Are you not are you not worried about that, that it may not do what, you know, the numbers or whatever, because you are so adamant about speaking about Jesus? Man, I feel like I don't put Jesus enough in my songs. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't talk about him enough. He deserves to have every single line on every word that I speak. No, so I, I'm not worried about how people view it. I want people to hear about Jesus and what he's done. I think every single line in my songs, I can make a whole sermon on, give testimony about, because it's real and it's truth. You see the scriptures, they all point to Jesus. You listen to my songs, they're all going to point to Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not missing out. I, I, the reason I include Jesus in all my lyrics is because heaven needs to be able to join me in this worship. You know, when, if, if, if the music is glorifying me, my life, what I have, my drip, my money, if it's self-centered, heaven cannot, like, God is the only one worthy of worship. And so every line that I put in my song needs to be worship unto the Lord. He said, he's looking for worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. So every line needs to be spirit-led and true. And it needs to, it needs to be worshiped to him. So that's why I don't mind putting him in every single line of my song because heaven needs to worship with me as I worship the Lord. Like we ain't worshiping me. We ain't worshiping nothing else but Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross. Isaiah, for people who are, um, who are listening to you right now and are interested in doing music or maybe are currently doing music, um, whether it's Christian or secular, what is a word of advice that you can say to people who have that gift, 
of being able to create music. What can you say to them right now? So first, I want to address the non-believer that is gifted in music. You know, we see we see the rap game. We see, you know, I, I see a lot of uh, underground artists, you know, mainstream artists that are very talented. And the Lord has given you that gift. I can say that. That's the truth. God has given you a gift, but you are putting it in the wrong hands. You are using your gift to worship the wrong person. You're using your gift to worship sin, to worship this world, to worship yourself. But you need to take that gift and give it back to the one who gave it to you. I just urge you, my brother, that, and my brother and my sister, that if God has given you that gift, use it for the Lord. Use it to bring glory to His name. Give it back to Him. Use it to worship Him. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when you stand before God, you have to give an account to what you did with that gift. And if you used it for sin, for money, for fame, for yourself, for this world, you will regret it because it will all be a waste. It will all pass away. But if you use your gift to lead people to Christ, if you use your gift to lead people to everlasting life, to lead people to healing, to peace, to joy, which is found in a relationship with God, it will, you will, you will reap the blessing. You will reap the benefit. You will obtain treasures in heaven. It, it's, you need to give your gift back to the one who gave it to you. Now, my encouragement to my brothers and sisters in Christ, I would, I would tell you, grow in your relationship with God through discipleship. You need to be in that place of intimacy with the Lord, of course, because the Lord needs to pour into you before you pour out. But you need to be discipled by somebody who's been walking with Jesus so they can protect you from ever going into, you know, the love of money into ever going into temptation, you know, with the things of this world, you know, so they can protect you, so they can encourage you, you know, keep you accountable. You need discipleship in your life or else you're just doing whatever you want to do. However, you want to do it. You need that person beside you that'll tell you when you're off in your lyrics, that'll tell you when the, your, your, your focus is shifting, that'll tell you, man, this is not about money this is about the kingdom yeah. so i would encourage you to grow in your relationship through growing your relationship with god through discipleship now isaiah on that topic how was discipleship uh how does discipleship play a role in your life uh, i remember in the beginning of my walk i did not have discipleship i started making music without discipleship and I, although i was putting out music there was sin in my life that i was struggling with and battling with and I had no discipleship. I had brothers in Christ that were keeping me accountable and we'll pray through it. Uh, you know, and, and I was fighting and staying accountable, but I didn't really have true discipleship. And so I was falling in a lot of areas. And thank God that the Lord allowed me to meet my pastor, Pablo, um, who now disciples me now, and some other brothers and pastors in my life that keep me accountable. And I just see the need of it because I, I, I was doing the music without it. And I seen how my walk wasn't really right with God. 
but I'm making music. And now I'm being discipled. You know, God is putting my life in order through these brothers, encouraging me, put your life in order. You know, encouraging me when I go to, it's just that accountability, that protection, them being there and encouraging me, warning me, correcting me, loving me, you know, supporting me, pushing me forward. That accountability is so necessary so that you never fall into the love of money and the love of this world and you always stay on the narrow path seeking Jesus and his kingdom and his righteousness. Hmm. Isaiah, any last words for people who are watching uh, your testimony right now? So before I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I was seeking purpose and everywhere else except for God. I was looking for purpose in basketball, trying to find my purpose in boxing, different careers in the streets, in different relationships. I was seeking my purpose and I just couldn't find it. But I have found my purpose in life in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And my purpose is not music. My purpose is to have a relationship with God and to lead people back to Him. Uh, but God is using the music to do that. And so my encouragement to you would be to come to the Lord so that you would find your purpose and give your gift back to the one who gave it to you. Use your gift as worship unto the Lord.